Welcome to the Living Alive Podcast. I'm Autumn Shields, a Master Connect coach, speaker, author, and serial entrepreneur, and most importantly, your hostess here to help you live your life alive. See, I believe we all have the ability to feel and be guided by life's nudges to live on purpose. So I'm inviting you to take this journey with me. Whether you were here just wanting to dip your toe in the water and see what this is all about, or maybe you were ready to dive deep. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. On this show, you'll hear powerful life-changing stories from thought leaders of all walks of life that are stirring things up. We will guide you on living your life fully alive, how to identify the nudges, and why living a healthy lifestyle actually makes a difference. So get ready to be inspired, challenged, and connected because it's your time to make a splash. On today's show, you guys are in for a treat. One of my most favorite people to spend time with because she has one of the most exuberant personalities I know. She is full of joy and happiness, and not only has she figured out how to live her life fully alive, she has a passion for helping others. She is an absolute light in the world. I would like to introduce Alexis Dasculius. Hey, Adam. How are you? I am so excited to have you on and connect with you. It has been such a long time and you're one of my favorite people to chat with. Oh, thank you. Same to you. So as we kick off this new year and, you know, we're coming out of COVID, maybe whatever that means, we keep saying that we're coming out of COVID or whatever (laughs) that is, but hopefully we're coming into 2021 with some fresh eyes and, you know, who knows what this world will look like. But as I was thinking about what our listeners have been really asking for is really more about that inner joy and happiness. You know, I think sometimes, you know, the new year is about the new year's resolutions or what we get for Christmas or material things. And I think so many of us have moved through those things this past year and let go of some of those things. And now really thinking like what really helps me to live fully alive. And, you know, I ask guests to come on in this area, in this platform, people that I believe are truly not only living their lives fully alive, which you do such an amazing job of, but you are such a great instrument in showing and sharing and connecting with others to live the same way. So I'm just excited to dive in and and hear some of your tips. Yeah. I'm ready to dive. I'm always ready to dive. Yes. That's what I love about you. And you're (laughs) you're always game. You're always like, let's go, let's do this. Alexis and I actually met in on Maui several years ago in a networking group. And it's just been so awesome to see us both kind of pivot in our lives and lives change and just stay connected. So I want to read something that you posted on your Facebook group uh, or your Facebook page. And I, you know, I saw you post something else around Christmas time about joy. And you always post positive things. You're always inspiring other people. But today you wrote happiness cannot be traveled to owned, earned, worn, or consumed. Happiness is the spiritual experience of living every minute with love grace and gratitude. And I'm like, that's such a great thing you posted. Cause that's just totally you. Like if I had to like write a quote or say something that is something like you truly believe in. Thank you. Well, and it is, um, I think that so many of us, unfortunately are searching for happiness instead of realizing that we create our own happiness and that we create our happiness by, by finding joy in everything. Um, And it's interesting what you said about us meeting on Maui because for over 11 years living there every morning, 
how I'd come downstairs and I would look up at the West Maui mountains. And every day I would say, oh my gosh, look at those mountains. They're so beautiful. Everything about it, whether it was the sun hitting them or the shadows of the clouds. And my husband always said, the day you come down those stairs and you don't say that is when I'll know it's time to move and do something else. And uh, now every day I live in Maine and on my on my uh, drive to work, frequently I get to watch the sunrise. And some days, as long as I've got the time, I will pull over and just take two or three minutes and watch the sky change and just enjoy that. And I think so many people miss that. And then when they miss it, it just, it snowballs. You know, they miss those moments that are creating joy for themselves. And I think it's, it's either God's gift to us or nature's gift to us. It's a way for the world around us to be trying to say, hey, look, look over here, look over here. But sometimes we're really busy and focused on our, what it is we're trying to accomplish, what it is we're trying to get to. And we don't necessarily see all those nudges around us, you know, the little taps on the shoulders of other things to look at and other things to experience. So yeah, I definitely joy every, every day, even on my worst day, I always try to find something to be thankful for. And I definitely always think there is something to be thankful for. Yes. I hear that as a common thread a lot with guests on the show of people that are truly living their lives alive is that many days it starts with gratitude and, or it sprinkles throughout the day. And just something that we think it's such an easy thing to do, but it's such an easy thing not to do. And just like you said, it it just spirals one way or the other. Yeah. And it is an easy thing not to do, but at the same time, Autumn, you know, when we get in the habit of doing it, then for me, I find it completely second nature. I don't have to think about it every day. I don't, I don't, I don't find myself purposely saying, okay, what can I be thankful for today? I, I've gotten to the point in my life, thankfully, no pun intended, that I just am every day. I mean, right now I'm teaching high school and I frequently in the morning, students will say, Misty, why are you so happy? And I said, well, what's the alternative? I mean, I may as well be happy because if not, I'm, what the alternative is to not be, and then I'm just going to be grumpy. So what good is that going to do me or you or anybody? So I may as well be happy. Um, I was just meeting earlier via Zoom with some of my students, and they were commenting on the fact that way down the hall, they can sometimes hear me singing in my office. And I was like, I just said, good. I said, I'm glad you can hear me singing in my office. I'm hopefully that makes you laugh, you know? <laughs> well, if I was singing, they would definitely be laughing. <laughs> but Don't say it, that. <laughs> no, I, I love what you said too about it. it it's what's alternative. So it is a choice. Like it's, it's a choice you're making. Like there's two choices. So why not choose the happier one? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and that's contagious. You know, you said it best. That is so contagious is that if you are, if you're feeling happy and you're bringing joy to your life, then others around you see that. Um, And it's especially contagious with young people who right now are so confused about the world they're living in and what's coming up and what's next. And um, it it helps if they have some adults in their lives that are experiencing joy. And, And, and I mean, in earnest, you know, Um, I'm not saying that I go out there and paint on a smile to, you know, fake it. Um, I think you have to really find the joy um, because faking it is not going to help other people around you if they know that you're just pretending. Um, So you've got to really find the joy and feel that joy. And I mean, we all know what that feels like inside for sure. Well, yes. And thank goodness there's teachers like you 
really lighting students day and showing them that there's choices of happiness out there because it is, you know, so many people are discouraged right now, but especially kiddos that are missing out on a lot of things. And so thank goodness there's people like you that, you know, choose that joy. And I'm glad you brought up the point about like not faking it because we talk about this a lot about living your life fully alive. It's not about being happy or joy all the time where, you know, we're supposed to experience all the emotions. Absolutely. So many things are our choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I always tell, you know, it's funny. I always tell um, young people or, or adults too, when I do, um, when we run our, we have, I have a camp program that I own with my husband and I always tell people, especially young people, but you get to choose how you react. So when somebody says, oh, well, they push my buttons. Well, no, they don't push your buttons. You let them push your buttons. So they're pushing your buttons and then you're giving them the reaction they're looking for. So they're just going to keep doing that. But if you don't let them push your buttons and you don't react in the way that they're looking, then they're going to move on, you know? So we all get to choose how we react to any circumstance given to us, you know, whether somebody purposely, physically, you know, pushes us or somebody uh, calls us a name. And of course, I'm using terms that I would use with young people, but we get to choose how we react. You know, we can shove them back or we can say, hey, you know, that didn't feel too good to me. I didn't appreciate that. Why did you do that? Or I can choose to walk away, whatever seems to be appropriate in that moment. But to say that they are pushing my buttons, for lack of a better term, is giving them the control. But if I don't let them control that, I get to control my own happiness, my reaction. Um, I think we forget that. I think as I, I mean, right now, especially in the current climate of our country and of our world, yes, I realize there are lots of things that are out of control, but we always get to control how we react. Um, you know, my, my dad taught me a saying, and I know it's out there a lot in different different um, verbiage of it, but the idea of you can't change the wind, but you can direct your sail, you know? So you might not get to choose the circumstances that you're put in, but you definitely get to choose how you react to them and what you do with them. Yeah, such a good point. So have you always just been happy? Did you just grow up happy and joyful? Or is this I think so. <laughs> I think so. And, uh, you know, Autumn, it's so funny you asked that because there have been times in my life when I seriously thought that there was something wrong with me. Um, and people would ask me, like, do you, do you wake up this way? Or do you, did you do something? Are you on um, drugs? <laughs> yeah, no. And I, no, as a matter of fact, never, as a matter of fact, um, I think I, I mean, sometimes I think that perhaps I have lived many lives and I was really fortunate. And in some past life, maybe I did something really heroic that caused me to be able to have the life I'm living now. I jokingly, but in some ways in my core, when people ask me if I happen to be married to an absolutely wonderful human being who is compassionate and kind and caring. Um, and when people ask me, you know, about him and my relationship with him, I say, I'm just convinced in a past life that I like threw myself on a grenade to save hundreds or thousands of children. And so <laughs> this is my reward in this life is that I get to live this life with this wonderful uh, human being who wanted to give up everything and, um, and start a camp for young people. You know, and we bought a golf course, we turned a golf course into a camp for, for kids and, that's where we live. We live on the property and that's what we do, you know, and we love it. I love it all the time. And I would say he loves it 
80% of the time. (laughs) And that's awesome to truly follow your passions through the decades together that you guys have been able to follow your passions and you've stayed true to that. Well, and you said something earlier when we were talking about, you know, you can live in fear or you can live in faith. And we frequently ask ourselves that, like, are we going to live in fear and not do something because we're afraid of what might happen? Or are we going to live in faith and we're going to say, hey, let's try this. What's the worst case? The worst case is it doesn't work out. And then we have to try something else. That's right. And do you think you're modeled happiness, the people that were around you as a child? I know we can talk about past lives and, you know, kind of joke about that, but really like as you grew up and, you know, where did you grow up and were you modeled that the class is kind of like half full? Yeah, I would say for sure. And I mean, I grew up in a a family with four children and my parents were both school teachers and we uh, grew up on a farm and, um, you know, my, my brothers and I were close. We... I don't think we realized what we didn't have because we didn't really know that at the time. Um, We just really cherished our time together and thought that it was kind of normal for people to work, you know, all summer on the farm, out in the fields, picking strawberries and picking corn and weeding or whatever. And it wasn't really until I think I got to high school that I realized that we were different from everybody else. And then, or different from other people, at least where we lived, because we certainly weren't living in farm country. And then, Interestingly enough, then when I got to high school, uh, some of my high school friends thought it was so cool, the things that we did, like, you know, the first frost there was, we'd have to get up in the middle of the night and go and pick all the pumpkins and cover them with tarps to make sure that the frost didn't kill the pumpkins and kill the crop. And then I think once my friends realized that we were doing that, like the next year, they'd be like, hey, tell us when you're going to do that. That's awesome. How fun is that? And like, to them, it was fun. And to us, it was just what we had to do to like to survive. But then I, I just can vividly remember this one time, I think in my sophomore year in high school, like five or six of my friends, like showing up and helping us. And they, they didn't look at it as work, you know? Um, and yeah, I think that just um, my parents didn't really project uh, what we lacked. They project what we had and made made a good time. I mean, we were I was that quintessential leave it to beaver almost type family of like, you know, my dad and would make a, a fort on the front lawn with some, you know, um, bed sheets or whatever. We would go camping in our backyard and stuff like that. I mean, I don't remember being I don't remember there being hardships. And yet we never took a family vacation because we lived on a farm. So, but in that moment, I didn't realize that, I guess I just never realized that other families around me were taking summer vacations. I just. Yeah. You didn't know you had to go to Disney world to be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't go to Disney world or I didn't really take any kind of vacation until my adult life. Yeah. And it's amazing what outside of us, we think that we need you know, to make us happy or to live our life alive and how many people strive for that in their twenties and thirties and forties and fifties. And you hope that people, you know, pause and realize that you can be happy right where you're at. And I, I feel like there's a few things like, as you're talking, I was like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of this person or that person. But I've been with so many people that are like it, wherever they're at, it doesn't matter where they're at. If they were somewhere else, they'd be happier. And then you realize the thing is about that. You have to take yourself with you. So whether you're on the farm or rather you're in Disney world, rather whatever, wherever you're at, you have to take yourself with you. Well, Adam, you nailing it. I remember when we were living in Hawaii and um, 
at one point in time, we were on a vacation on Kauai because we were living on Maui and we were on Kauai. And uh, at that time for many years, and I'm sure you realize that I would practice um, five things I'm grateful for. And every day I would post five things I was grateful for. And I don't, this might not be the exact five things that day, but it was like a good cup of coffee, grass beneath my feet, fresh air, um, the smell of some, you know, the smell of flowers and I don't know, birds overhead. I don't remember what the five things were, but let's say there were that. Mm-hmm. And somebody responded with, oh, easy for you to say you live in Hawaii. Yes. And I looked back and I was like, these five things had nothing to do with living in Hawaii. It wasn't, you know, um, my toes in the Pacific Ocean or eating fresh papaya just picked from the tree. It was a cup of coffee, the grass beneath my feet, the air I'm breathing, you know, all stuff that you could experience no matter where you are. And what an interesting culture we live in where we look at what somebody else has and think, oh, well, easy for you to say you have this or you have that, as opposed to just saying, wow, that's great. I'm so happy for you that you appreciate that. And geez, maybe I'm going to look at it and see what I can appreciate today. Um, I think that yeah. some-, some people though, just, you know, it doesn't matter if the sky is blue, it's going to turn great soon. And right. so it's just, that's the way it is. And right. And um, that's funny because it makes me think of this summer at one point um, in our summer program, it started pouring rain out. And um, this summer was a lot of, because of COVID, it was a lot of things we couldn't do because of COVID. And so one of the counselors looked at me and said like, I'd really love to go dance in the rain. And I said, well, go do it. And the next thing you know, all these campers are out there, masks on, dancing in the rain, like having the time of their life, the time of their life, just enjoying the rain and the the mud and the grass beneath their feet. When any other summer, I would have been like, "Mm, not such a good idea. Everybody's going to get wet and we're going to have to figure out how to dry everything. And instead... You know, she looked at me and said, I want to dance in the rain. I said, go for it. And the next thing you know, we're all out there dancing the rain, enjoying it. And what a great memory we, memory we created by simply saying yes to something so simple. So much fun of finding those simple things in life. And I think it is the simplicity. And that's why I asked kind of how you grew up, because I believe sometimes how we grew up frames our thoughts towards the world as far as, you know, kind of what filter, what lens we're looking through. And I feel like sometimes that filter holds people back from living their life fully alive. Because if you're just looking at where you're at and you're unhappy because of this and this and this, but what if we framed it in different, in that different filter and said, oh my gosh, look what I do have and look where I'm at and look what I'm supported by and look at the grass is beneath my feet and the sun is in the sky. And to reframe a lot of that. And I think I grew up in a very similar situation and household as you did to where things were just mostly positive. Even if there was stress or even if there was bad days, there was always something good to look forward to. And I remember, you know, as a child, as growing up, especially in middle school, I'm sure you can relate as a teacher, middle school kids are very dramatic. And (laughs) somebody was mean to me and I thought my whole world was over. And I remember my mom always saying, Autumn, that's today, tomorrow. This, I mean, tonight, the sun goes down tomorrow, the sun comes up. And it's a brand new day full of brand new possibility. And every day I was excited to wake up because there was always like brand new possibility, brand new day. I didn't have to hold on anything. And I remember those little simple things at the time they were annoying because I rather her like feel sorry for me or something. But I, that's how I just started framing my life. 
Yep. And that's, it's, I completely agree. And that's how I frame Mondays is so many people like, oh, Monday is back to work. Oh, Monday's the start of the work week. And I was saying, and this, I definitely trained myself. So I will say that this is a habit that I now is second nature, but I, Monday, I wake up and go, oh my gosh, clean slate, brand new week, so many possibilities. And thinking that way now, it is automatic now, um, just provides so many more opportunities and and changes the perspective on how we're looking, how and everything's coming at me. You know, now that I'm teaching high school during the during the winter, you know, when something comes at me on a Monday, I could either go, oh, of course, it's a Monday, or I can go, great, it's Monday. I've got four more days after today to figure this out and feel like I accomplished it by the end of the week. <laughs> This episode has been brought to you by Autumn Shields as an independent consultant with Arbonne International, where healthy living is made simple. Arbonne, as a company, believes in a holistic approach to beauty, health, and wellness. Autumn can coach you on your healthy living journey to look and feel your best. Have you been thinking about starting your own business? Autumn can mentor you in starting your own online health and wellness business with Arbonne. Visit AutumnShields.com to learn more. So I do think it's important to look as an individual for us to, you know, notice our own thoughts and where we're getting them from and our own perspectives and where we're getting them from. Also the people we surround ourselves with, our family, our coworkers, people that, you know, are around us the most, but also the first time I noticed this is when I first moved to Maui, more of a cultural base of who are we around and what is their perspective? It's like a culture, like, you know, everyone in Hawaii, people say, oh my gosh, everyone is so nice. And, you know, patient with each other, like overly patient driving with each other. And then you go to another place like, you know, I grew up in Colorado and there's a certain culture or vibe there. And then coming to the East Coast, not to pick on my East Coast people. We are amazing. How many times (laughs) I'll be like, oh my gosh, hi, how are you? How's your day going? I'll say, isn't it a nice day? Oh, it's going to rain later. Or, you know, the, the lack of patience with each other as humans, whether it's driving or just um, yelling at each other. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Like, you, why are you guys giving your joy away to everybody else? It's making me mad. It's just a different culture. And I'm like, it doesn't matter where we live in the world or who we're interacting with. We are responsible for how we're processing all that information around us and how we're, you know, reacting to all of that. Even oh, if absolutely. around me, I can still choose to be positive. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. 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 And, uh, in my current state, uh, working as a high school teacher, I sometimes actually even have to remind myself that not everybody uh, sees the joy that I see, and I can, I can be in faculty meetings, and sometimes I realize that I may have I may have expressed my joy a little more than everyone around me wanted, and so I have to back off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And so, when you inter- interact with people that you clearly are seeing is not choosing joy. How do you? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, Autumn, I think kind of what you said in the sense of you get to a point, depending on if there are people you're going to interact with, you know, at work on a daily basis, then you, you try to figure out the best way to meet them halfway, you know. Um, But I also think I've gotten to a point in my life, too, where there are people that I meet, and I kind of go, you know what, I'm okay, if that person isn't going to be in my life right now, they're not if they're not um, going to kind of see the joy that I'm seeing, that's okay. But I don't want that negative energy right now in my life. Um, and if I, if there's somebody I need to work with, or I'm going to end up working with in multiple times, then I think it's okay as well to say, Hey, 
you know, I realize I'm, I'm a pretty boisterous person. So I'm okay with saying, Hey, you know, I am a pretty boisterous person. So you need to tell me what, if this is my 10, what level are you comfortable with? You know, and if they say, I'd really rather see you at a seven or eight, then I'm like, okay, I can dial it back. I can be a little quieter. I can, I can let you figure out your joy first. And then I'll kind of point mine out. Um, But I also think in a high school setting and in our camp setting, I also think that I mean, I can be an example to younger people about how to find that joy. And it's, it's actually one of the things we talk about a lot in our camp program is um, sharing our gratitude. Um, And every Sunday while we're at camp, we have a Thanksgiving Sunday and our entire day is about gratitude. And it's about finding things we're thankful for and expressing our gratitude. We have a gratitude ceremony. We start off our day after breakfast with a gratitude ceremony and we have campers, it's kind of almost like a coffee house where they get to get up and they can share something they're grateful for. They might read a prayer or a poem, but and they also might sing a song they wrote. And it's something where they get to share, share their gratitude, share their joy. And then we usually um, enjoy something to do with nature. We go on a hike, we do some extra swimming. Um, <clears throat> we might make some kind of project that we're gonna share with someone. We might do a community service project. And then we always also have a Thanksgiving dinner, full on turkey, stuffing, gravy, mashed potatoes, apple pie, the whole thing. And the campers love it. They love it. They love to find things that they're thankful for and realizing that they have something to share, you know, in expressing their joy. I just went on a really long tangent. I don't remember what the question was, but I just talked a lot to you about joy. So I hope that was good. I try to take notes and I just get lost too. I'm just like listening. So a few things, and then I'm going to back up a little bit. If I was sitting and listening and um, I had children, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I want to look up this camp right now. So I know this is not a plug for your camp, but tell us like the children that do go there um, and where people can find that. And then sure. So our camp where, um, where Stephen and I have landed is in Livermore, Maine. Um, It's pretty much in the center, center East of Maine. So we are, um, north of Portland, but south of Augusta. And uh, it's called Camp Center Stage. And we are campcenterstage.org. And we are a program that focuses on um, the arts, but we focus on using our arts to create a good community. So I always tell parents, if you want your child to be a Broadway star, that's not really the program that we offer. But if you want your child to hone in on their craft, be it singing, dancing, acting, filmmaking, some fine arts, that kind of thing, or even just team building, um, and then become really great community members because we believe in um, enrichment and community service, then that is we are that program. We work with a lot of different um, programs in our area, be it um, retirement centers or um, some adult daycare centers, as well as some other camp programs that are for children with um, life-threatening illnesses, things like that. We work with some senior centers. So we try to have our campers use their skills and become better at their, their craft, but then use that to the advantage of the community. Um, so we have uh, several programs throughout the summer. Some of them are more process-based and we have one that's product-based where we end in an actual um, like performance performance of a scripted show. And our staff come from all over and they're mostly um, professional artists or educators and or educators. And it's really fun and it's small, which is great. And the kids all get to know each other really well. And, you know, we have people who've been coming for years and years. And part of it, again, Autumn, really is that 
we're in an environment where we really celebrate. You know, we celebrate our accomplishments. We celebrate life. We celebrate each other. Constantly looking at the things we did through the day that were good for our environment, that were helpful to each other. Um, it's not all about being the best singer. It might also be about cheering somebody on when they were trying to learn how to dive off the dock or whatever. Yay. Um, I'm so excited that you followed your dream in this camp that, you know, has been a dream for so long and building it over the years and diving in because I just believe when we have that nudge to follow, you know, to yeah. do something and it's scary, but look at the ripple effect. Look yeah. at all of the lives that have been affected by somebody's dream and somebody's nudge, you know, for you to actually kind of obey that nudge and say, you know what, this is scary, but I'm going for it. Oh, absolutely. Just think of what an incredible world we'd have if everybody followed their nudge <laughs> and yeah. listened, you know, listened to that. That. now we can end. No, but one other thing is I know gratitude has been a big thing as far as finding joy and to kind of end this and wrap this up just due to time is that if I mean, I've experienced joy, I think all children have experienced joy at some time. And then maybe certain things either have stolen joy or we've allowed it to be stolen rather something tragics happen, rather whatever life happens. Sure. And I know for me, there's been a time that I was not joyful. And the reason I know that is because I remember hearing laughter and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I don't remember the last time I actually felt a laugh. Like I'm sure I laughed. I'm sure I, you know, I'm sure I, there were still expressions to me, but I was numb. I remember thinking, I don't know if I can feel that again. And so rather if somebody's listening right now, rather somebody it, you know, lost that joy, it was stolen, they gave it up, they gave their power, whatever situation they're in, and they're not feeling that joy. And they're thinking, oh, it's so nice. These two people are super happy and joyful, but lucky for them, like glad they've done, you know, did it. But what other, you know, thing do you think that's super important for somebody to get there? Um, wow, I feel like talking, I mean, finding, if you really have lost your joy, or you maybe feel like you never had it, I think, I honestly do think one of the most important things in our lives is to find people that we can really connect with um, and finding people that we are happy because they're happy. Um, not meaning that their happiness brings us happiness, but that observing them doing something great and them feeling fulfilled actually helps us feel fulfilled. Um, and I would also say, again, kind of the not forcing it and really it can be simple things that you start off with finding gratitude for, you know, I, I know it, people say it all the time and it's a common one. You set good cup of coffee in the morning or really that I've used it already, but walk barefoot in the grass, you know, catch snowflakes on your tongue, find something, whatever it is, that one little thing that you really can feel grateful for. And I think there's a difference, Autumn, though, in indulging for the sake of indulging. You know, like people say, oh, well, you just need to take a bubble bath or you need to go get a massage. Well, those things are great, but that's not necessarily the same thing as really finding joy and being thankful for something that is just a God-given thing to you. You know, I always tell people, that uh, I believe God gave us all one perfect physical, you know, a physicality. And I was blessed with perfectly straight teeth and I never had braces. So even if you can find that one thing that you're grateful for in your physical being that is just there for you every day, maybe you have great eyesight, 
maybe you have really great feet and you never have feet problems, you know, start there. Something that is just automatically and it's there for you. And every day, thank that thing, whatever that is. You know, I thank my teeth every day. I know that sounds weird. I shouldn't say I thank my teeth. I don't like look in the mirror and go, hey, thank you teeth for being teeth. But <laughs> I definitely every day say, I'm really thankful that I have these great teeth because it's a way for me to smile. It's a way for me to chew my food and give me sustenance. And I didn't have to put braces on them. And so I'm thankful for that. So find that something that you're thankful for, whatever that one thing is, and then focus there, keep going, and then add another one. I love that insight. I love that you can take simple steps. It's not a huge jump off into a net that doesn't, you know, that's scary, that it's the simple things of just starting a practice. I love the insight that you know, yeah, it doesn't have to be a bubble bath because you could be in a bubble bath and still upset about something else, but you yep. know, those small things. And I also, you know, I love the insight and I don't think this has come up on the show before. And it made me realize something too, is that, you know, if, if you're not feeling joy to be around other people that are joyful, so you can celebrate them. I'm like you, I love to celebrate every little thing, but, um, is that sometimes when we're not feeling great, it doesn't feel necessarily great to be around good or happy people just kind of it's it's just a different energy and sometimes it's hard to be around that but if we do start off by saying you know like I my background's law enforcement and sometimes it can be really negative environment you know not every department's the same but it can be a really negative environment and then I stepped into social marketing and a wellness company and I started I started realizing that people were celebrating and I remember thinking I'm so excited for her and I'm so excited and then it, it, what happened is that turned into more excitement and more excitement. And then that turned into me wanting more out of my own life instead of thinking, well, why does she have it? Or, you know, cause misery loves company. So sometimes I think when you're not in a place of joy, it's easier to kind of hang out with people that like want to complain over their lunch hour. Oh, you. oh, I mean, over and over and over. And I started realizing I had friends that like, we just go to lunch to complain. And I was like, this is not fun. I'd rather be around people that maybe have a little bit more joy going on and absolutely. I'm happy for them. Yeah, absolutely. I complete, completely, 100%, 100% agree. But yeah. yeah, I never really like looked back on that and saw that is that, you know, I was around a lot of negativity and then all of a sudden stepping just around a few people that were able to just show a little bit of gratitude or celebrate even themselves or celebrate each other. And it just bled all over into my life. And thank goodness for that ripple effect. Yeah, completely agree. And I'm and I'm glad you realized that because it's so true. So true. How exciting that is. Well, I hope people that are listening um, cut some, I'm sure, awesome pearls about how to find a little extra joy to kick off their new year. And you are contagious. And I'm so glad you don't dull your sparkle for anyone. I'm so glad you followed your dreams and those nudges that keep, you know, tapping you on the shoulder and that you've walked in faith and not fear. Amen. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Again, we'll put in the show notes where people can connect with you. And um, thank you for being a gift in the world because you're truly a gift. And just thank you so much for taking this time out of this busy season to um, be with everyone who's listening. Thanks for having me on, Autumn. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. And regardless of where you are in life, Rather, you're feeling like you're a passenger in your own life and just trying to get through the day, or you feel like a boat tied up to a dock because maybe you're just too scared to set sail, or maybe you're out there rocking the open seas. I would love to connect with you on your journey. So please find me at autumnshields.com and or on social and say hello. If you would like a complimentary guide on living alive, visit the site and it is there waiting for you. 
And remember, good friends don't keep great messages to themselves. So keep the ripples moving and share this episode with your friends. Please take a moment to review or download this episode where you listen to podcasts. Make today the day you decide to live fully alive and leave some room for the unimaginable. So until next time, my friends, keep following the nudges.